Welcome to Generation Digital Workforce, the podcast that's here to explore the role of robotic process automation and other digital technologies. Whether you're just getting started or you're looking for advanced strategies and tactics, if you're curious about where human and digital workers are coming together to transform the future of work, then this podcast is for you. All right, let's get into the show. Hello and welcome to the Generation Digital Workforce Podcast. On this episode, we'll be talking with Jerry Hubbard about automation, how it can address some of the challenges faced within the telco industry. Welcome, Jerry. Hi. Hi, Michael. Uh, Thanks for having me. My pleasure. So, Jerry, tell us a little about yourself and your background in the telecommunications industry. Okay. Uh, I'll give you the potted history and I'll try to do this quickly, but it's a longstanding background. So, I, um, you probably picked up the accent, I'm American, but I've lived in the UK for 26 years. I've actually lived in the UK longer than I've lived in the US. And I've always had a um, fascination with um, technology. And uh, that really <laughs> drove me to, uh, uh, to take on a, a technical uh, opportunity within the uh, armed forces within the US Navy. So uh, cut a long story short, I worked with cryptographic materials I had a top secret clearance, all those sort of things. And I ended up working for NATO in the UK. So that sparked my interest even more so to uh, get involved in the commercial world and work in communications uh, across the UK. And at that time, um, what we were seeing is a lot of new uh, companies uh, setting up uh, networks in the UK. Uh, and uh, because of uh, the uh, the whole telecoms market had uh, been was open and... Uh, it just so many regulatory changes, it meant that new entries could come in. And I ended up working for various companies uh, doing various things, but mainly and broadly across uh, satellite communications and uh, fixed networks such as voice, etc. So I, I was an executive in BT Global Services for many years. I was the chief architect. And uh, as I said, very fascinated with technology, kept an eye on uh, moving trends and changes in the, uh, the industry. And uh, clearly, with the advent of cloud and digital, uh, we were seeing some real advances being made around uh, robotics and process automation. So Blue Prism being, the, uh, I guess, the founder of uh, RPA, uh, it was a company that I was keeping a close watch on. And I was just fortunate enough to uh, establish some really good relationships and end up working for Blue Prism. Excellent. That's quite a story. So, uh, <laughs> so. Being as you've had this inside information, inside look at the telco industry, can you give me some trends that are sort of driving this digital transformation in telecom today? Yes. Um, so as we move more towards a what I consider to be a truly uh, digital world economy, uh, customers' expectations are growing and becoming more demanding. Uh, businesses need to change in order to keep pace with these ever increasing expectations. And I think, you know, that is, is very much driving um, uh, digital trends. Um, you have a situation where existing businesses are trying to figure out how they can uh, be more digital and do more with digital technologies. And then you have new uh, businesses that are being born digital. So um, on an Uber, they were born digital, I would argue. Airbnb, born digital. So they don't have some of the challenges that these um, existing incumbents have. And if you think about Industry 4.0, um, we'll take a step back. 3.0 was where we start seeing uh, smart devices, smartphones, uh, wearable technologies, etc. 
And what Industry 4.0 effectively is doing is connecting all these devices. So all that in, in a nutshell is driving uh, digital transformation. It assess my view and perspective. <clears throat> Excuse me. Anyhow. No, no, <laughs> well, that's why we're asking you. Uh, so uh, based on that, I mean, it sounds like there's the telco industry itself is going through a number of changes just because of the types of um, connectivity, et cetera, 5G is coming up here. Um, what are some of the unique challenges that telco companies are facing today as part of that? So, yeah, that's absolutely right, Michael. There's, there are threats, clearly. Um, there's risk. I think uh, risk is there to be managed, and there's clearly opportunities. I, I think where telcos really help to move swiftly is uh, it's around sort of transforming their business model, operating model, and look at how they can monetize uh, new technologies at pace. Um, I think the biggest threat is going to is certainly it's coming from uh, OTT players, the uh, over-the-top players, your content providers, uh, your Amazons, your Googles, etc. We know who they are, and uh, they don't come with uh, the legacy infrastructures and costs that the large telcos and CSP have. I mean, quite. Quite often, you, you, I'm sure you see it in the press, and uh, where we get involved is trying to help large telco CSPs understand how they could be more efficient and build a healthy organization. So where they have large city fiber networks, uh, uh, radio access networks, um, where they're trying to understand how they get better use out of spectrum. You know, those are all very challenging things to, uh, to come to terms with. And uh, I think you have to directionally sort of uh, orchestrate your business and your operating model to be able to move at pace and, as I say, uh, drive a much better profile in terms of uh, services you offer to your clients and your your uh, OPEX position, your, you know, your, your cost internally. So, Jerry, uh, you lived and breathed this stuff for a while in, as an executive in VT. So what kept you up at night? What kind of things uh, would you be focused on? So for me, it was I, – I had a situation where – and I'm going back to one of my roles, which was chief architect for uh, BT Global Service. I had the sales team saying that the product teams weren't uh, giving them the uh, the right products and ammunition to go and sell. I had the products team uh, saying that the sales team was selling things that weren't uh, standard portfolio. And then I had the delivery team saying they couldn't deliver it. And I had operations saying we can't support it. So it just was a vicious circle and cycle. So what I did... I thought this is just ridiculous. So we're going to have to put some type of standards in place and real conformance. So I came up with something called ACF, which was a, an uh, architectural uh, conformance framework. And uh, every single unit or organization, sorry, every business unit that I just referred to, uh, operations, uh, delivery, so on and so forth, had to sign off to architectural conformance, which meant they were signing off saying, yep, understand this. Uh, first of all, we know that we can deliver it because we've already deployed services in this area and we have available bandwidth and so on. And the same with operation in terms of we can support it because we got the staff in place, so on and so forth. And we knew we can make money and we can monetize, you know, over a certain amount of years and uh, drive, you know, a, a healthy payback and cash flow. So it was something I took really, really serious. And um, if a deal didn't meet the criteria, uh, for sign off across those areas, it didn't it didn't go forward. So my my thing was if you if you know if you run a really robust operation, and uh, you have the unit or the business working working to a singular objective, uh, you can only 
achieve greatness, you know, because you don't have the uh, surprises that you often get in businesses um, at the last last minute. So when you're talking about some of this transformation, obviously um, many of the, the uh, legacy players like BT and, and AT&T in the United States, um, they have a substantial infrastructure um, that has been you know, evolving over a long period of time. So when you talk about these new entrants versus some of the um, legacy players that are, that are you know, very large established uh, networks and whatnot, um, how, can, how can a digital workforce or automation, intelligent automation support some of the, uh, that infrastructure to help them compete with some of these newer entrants? Yeah, very, very good questions. Uh, um, I, well, my, my view is that in the way I tend to look at a, a digital workforce is that you need to use that as a force, a force multiplier. Uh, and what I mean by that, you need to understand how you can deliver value over and beyond, uh, I guess, process efforts, FTE savings of automation, so on and so forth. Um, that itself would suggest that you have to take a more holistic view and think, of, and think business-wide rather than simply front office, back office. Um, it doesn't matter if you got, you know, processes in your, which you will have in your contact center, your network uh, operations center, all this needs to be factored in terms of the digital journey and how you uh, drive a better uh, journey for your end clients. So I think if uh, the telcos are going to compete with these OTT players, uh, with the advent of digital and cloud, et cetera, I think they're gonna have to become a lot more agile um, and I, and I also believe that they're going to have to look at their business and see how they can drive, uh, as I said, a business-wide end-to-end experience, digital experience for their clients. So making that kind of change is rather significant as we look at a, a, a broader um, concept of, of changing how we do business. If we're going to be radically um, changing the way we are interacting with our clients or um, affecting how our employees interact with their own systems and such. Um, it seems like there could be kind of, kind of disruptive. How do you minimize the disruption as you're building in um, this intelligent automation to make sure that you have not only the customers um, you know, support in the way, but do it in a way that you're, you're, mm -hmm. you're also enhancing the employees' experience to be able to deliver that? Mm. Yes. Um, another person that question, Michael. Um, you, you, would, you would clearly start at looking at... Um, you know, areas where you're seeing uh, high volumes, high efforts, high efforts and activities. Um, and uh, I guess you would need to understand how, whatever capability you're exploiting, how you can onboard that capability, such as a digital workforce, and then the impact that would have on a customer journey. So what I guess I'm saying is there's a maturity aspect that you have to, you know, sort of uh, really get to terms with uh, maturity level in terms of how you can drive a real tangible, clear uh, benefit to your customers, but also to your internal staff as well. Um, and, and, and that's something that, you know, clearly we do with our operating model uh, capabilities. And, and uh, it's something that I know when you talk at C-suite level, uh, quite often you would have a question that comes somewhere from someone around the table that says, well, we may not be ready for this, or we've done it in this area. You know, or we have a sort of hybrid type of uh, relationship because we use NICE and we use uh, UiPath, et cetera. What is it you guys can do? And, that's, and, I, and, and the answer to that question is very much that, you know, we look at this end to end. We look at this holistically, not only the low hanging fruits, but we just thinking, you know, we think more laterally around 
how we can drive a real clear benefit uh, right across your business um, and, and deliver, you know, real sort of tangible uh, return on investment across four key attributes. And those attributes for me is performance, timing, cost. It's operational and business performance. It's uh, ability to demonstrate a better uh, deployment of your services and, and, and achieve, you know, uh, I guess at a, at a lower cost as well, or a better, better uh, cost profile. So I think whenever we talk to customers, whenever we are thinking uh, business-wide transformation, we have to think, what does this mean to whoever we're talking to in terms of performance, time, and cost? That makes sense. So when you start looking at um, the environment we're in with the whole uh, COVID-19 and the, the effects that it's had on um, the businesses worldwide, has there any, any specific effects within the telco industry um, that intelligent automation could support or work with? Uh, loads, to be honest. I think the, um, the opportunity is, uh, uh, is, is very vast and wide. Um, I think when you, when you think of COVID, um, that's whilst it's accelerated, you know, transformation, digital transformation and onboarding of digital workforce uh, uh, capabilities, um, this is an evolution. It was already happening. It just not every organization really appreciated the sense of urgency around this. Uh, what COVID has done is shine a spotlight uh, on the company, particularly areas that are underperforming or could perform better, or where there's stranded, you know, sort of activities leading to le leading to uh, to cost exposures, etc. And uh, there's been a very you know a real rush to try and get a better uh, trajectory in terms of you know business performance and output, um, and 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 whilst COVID uh, has highlighted the need to do that at pace, it's still, in my view, is a time you know it's it's a it's a moment in time. So what organizations need to be thinking about is at some point we will come out of COVID, but you still may have, I think I suspect you still will have a highly distributed workforce. Well, how do you ensure that you are driving the right uh, output and maintaining a healthy organization on the back of uh, COVID when we come out of it. Hmm. That's good. That's a good question. That's, that is a key question that these telcos will need to, to address, certainly. Um, when you see the intelligent automation and, and the fact that it has been you know, it rolled out in various industries, um, obviously the telco industry is one that I think is, is very has very good opportunities from a transactional perspective. Mm -hmm. um, how how are telco companies leveraging intelligent automation to to really drive some true impact? Well, if you if you look at you know the telcos that we're working with, and we're working with, I know here in EMEA, uh, we're working with thirteen top telcos across EMEA, and I think in a uh, a population of the best part of about forty or fifty telcos. Uh, so we have lots of really, really meaningful and detailed conversations happening with those telcos around what's important to them. Because uh, I also come from a consultancy background. And one of the things I always ask when I went in to see um, I don't know, a CEO or a CIO, et cetera, and they said, well, we want to do more with digital, Jerry. What's your thinking on that? And I would say, you know, what is it you're looking to yield from going digital? Because I've talked to a lot of companies, a lot of customers where uh, I say to them, I said, are you going digital for digital's sake? Which means uh, because there's a hype around 
digital technologies? Are you investing in those technologies based on the hype that you're seeing in the market? Or do you really understand the magnitude in terms of uh, benefit you can drive on the back of digital? So with, um, with 5G, and we, we, we know what 5G is going to do in terms of an unprecedented amount of, uh, of data, uh, uh, lots of uh, new uh, opportunities to generate revenue streams, so on and so forth. Uh, we're seeing this with, um, uh, with, within the telcos, with uh, self-healing networks, uh, autonomous networks, et cetera. Uh, what the conversations we're having with those clients is starting from a position of, what is the problem you're trying to solve? Now, we have many ideas around that, but it's always good to listen as well and hear from the clients. And that's where we go in with our uh, real value props, looking at not only the benefit we can drive internally, but also externally in terms of customer benefit. And that's where we would go in with, I don't know, monetizing 5G, for example, uh, looking at um, the way uh, Knox are managing uh, wireless networks and uh, radios radio access networks. And can we uh, perform, you know, I'll start again. Can we help them perform at a higher rate based on managing activities, events, so on and so forth to uh, free up the time that they're spending around those sort of things within the NOC? So with these kind of... Um larger changes at foot, how would you suggest uh, a telco um, would address this from a people perspective? I mean, is there anything from a, a personnel perspective that they should be looking at as they um, dive into 5G, uh, IoT, this this wave of, of amount of data that's going to be coming through their networks to be able to manage them more effectively, et cetera, mm -hmm. using intelligent automation? What can they be preparing for? Well, I think we all, as, as individuals, we, 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 we get real benefit from having a much richer interaction. And that's no different than the staffs, uh, you know, in a, agents in a call center or, uh, or uh, you know, uh, I guess if you look at a bank, uh, agents who are, were branch side now working from home, everyone's looking for that real rich experience where they can, I guess, put their skills experience uh, into, you know, better, put it at, I guess, in better use. And, uh, that's what we do. We help them do that by driving automation and taking out a lot of the uh, repetitive uh, uh, tasks, uh, the, the, I guess the tasks that are probably not uh, going to allow those individuals to have those rich interactions and most importantly, deliver signature moment, moments for their customers, you know, those high impacting moments. So I think, you know, when we, when we look at what we do uh, as well as what telcos need to do uh, to drive a better in uh, a more healthier organization, uh, I think it goes hand in glove together is really looking at the experience that those individuals uh, internally are having and the experience that you're able to give back to the customers and how can you drive a much richer experience across both through digital transformation. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. So um, if you were to, to have the executives listening to this um, from the telco industry come away with uh, one main um, idea behind this? You know, what, what's one big takeaway that you want them to, um, to have from, from today's session? It, it's it's uh, very simple for me. I think you, you have to put yourself in the position of the, um, the leaders in these telcos uh, who clearly are trying to drive shareholder value, are trying to uh, maintain a healthy workforce, are looking at how they drive a greater penetration in the market, how they, uh, I guess, uh, uh, how, how they how they change the uh, uh, the headwinds into tailwinds to make their business move faster. Um, the thing that, from a 
blue prison perspective, we have to we have to really think long and hard about. I think is what is it we do to really uh, I guess make it easier and help organizations thrive in a very difficult time, which we're seeing today. And it has to, you know, whatever we do, it has to move the dial forward on performance, time, and cost. That makes sense. That makes sense. Well. It was great talking with you today. Uh, I hope that our, our executives really get the, the most out of this conversation to be able to understand what we can probably pr- can provide for them uh, from a Prisma perspective. And um, I really thank you for joining us today, and I, I look forward to talking with you in the future. No, thank you. Really enjoyed it as well. And as always, I'm, I'm always available for uh, a call or a chat uh, if there's an opportunity to, uh, I guess, to, to, to make these points uh, further. Great. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Generation Digital Workforce. If you want to hear more about RPA, AI, and other cognitive technologies that are shaping the future of work, join us next time as we continue to go deeper on these topics with industry innovators and experts. To make sure you never miss a future episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. And if you've liked what you heard today, please leave us a review. It's one of the best ways to help more people find valuable content. For show notes and more info, visit us at blueprism.com slash podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.